I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Couchcast edition. <laughs> okay, guys, we are in the middle of our season break here, but we have all of our Couchcast and we have a very special one for you guys today. We are not alone in the, I always say not alone in the studio, but it's not a studio. We're just, <laughs> we're over Zoom, not alone today. Um, but we have a really special couch cast for you guys today. Um, we have our friend Kristen Priest here with us, and I'll let her tell you all about herself here in a second. But basically what this comes down to is you guys ask a lot of questions about sex is basically <laughs> what this yep. is. And so we yep. brought her in and we're going to ask her your questions and she's going to give us all of her wisdom on the topic. So Kristen, we are so thrilled to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you want to just yeah. tell us <laughs> about yourself, tell us who you are, what you do. Is this your full-time job? Like, just tell us sure. all about you for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really glad to be here. I'm um, excited to meet you guys finally <laughs> at least over <laughs> Zoom. And um, so, yeah, as you said, I'm Kristen and I'm based in Northern Michigan. Um, I've been married to my husband, Tabor, for seven years. We just had our anniversary at the end of November Aww. and um, he has a videography business and so I assist him in that in many different areas. Um, and then also I'm a homemaker and very passionate artistic person. And I have many hobbies and creative projects that I'm doing. Um, and if you're into the Enneagram, I'm a four. <laughs> that helps anybody okay. out with my personality. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, we are glad to have you. Kristen is our Kristen. This is going to get confusing. <laughs> yes. She's super into the Enneagram. So she knows what that means. Ah, I'm, all, I'm always like, remind me what I am again. <laughs> I am. Yes. Bethany is a three and I am okay. a two. So oh, nice. I'm, yeah. yes, that's fun. I don't know very many fours. So it's always fun when I like fours yeah. and fives are my two. I'm like, I need more people to assign to these types, but yeah. that's awesome. So it's that's fun. Awesome. We have a two, three, and a four on the call. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. That's so fun. So I know that Bethany was actually the one that found you on Instagram. So you have Bear with Kristen as your Instagram account where you talk a lot about um, sex from a Christian perspective and all kinds of things that go along with that. Yes. But what made, what motivated you to start that Instagram account and kind of create that space for Christian women to talk about sex yeah. and all the things that go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, for lack of a better term, I had kind of a large arsenal of um, sexual history and different things that I have been through. Um, and I kind of just felt the Lord put on my heart, um, like, hey, you can relate to women in a lot of different stages of life regarding sexuality maybe you should do something about it. <laughs> and um, so kind of getting that nudge from him after that, my motivation really came uh, down to my family and a few friends. The, you know, there's a big difference between thinking, hey, I could do that. And it's a whole nother ball game to um, actually go out and do it and make mm -hmm. it happen. And so it's still very much a day by day submitting it to the Lord. Like, this is your thing you told me to do this. So what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think, you know, my husband was definitely instrumental in as far as support goes and, um, you know, it wouldn't be what it is without his support. So that's very, very helpful. I'm thankful for that. 
Yeah, that's so great. So what we get a lot of questions about, like all over the place about sex and purity and lust and just all kinds of different things. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure you do too. Do you have any like Mm -hmm. one question that you're like, oh my word, everybody wants to know this, or maybe a couple that just come up a lot, like are, are there themes you see in that? Yes. Um, So there are a few that are kind of repeated every week, but there are a couple that really stand out. Um, The first one is women with high drives, high sex drives, Um, you know, higher than their husbands or just a single woman who feels like it's higher than her friends. And um, it's a lot more common than Mm -hmm. a lot of people think. And oftentimes I get messages saying, I feel alone. Nobody else is like this. And I have gotten hundreds of messages of people <laughs> thinking they're alone. So you're like, you hey, you're not alone. <laughs> you're definitely not alone. Uh, it's much more common than I think people realize. Um, and the second thing is a term that I was not aware of when I started this account, but I've since been asked many questions, and that's sex expectations. I did not know that was a thing. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing either. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> Essentially, it's discussing your expectations for sex, um, you know, typically with a boyfriend or mm. a fiance or even a husband. Um, and women want to know when, if, how do I bring this up? How does that conversation go? What does it look like? So I get a lot of questions about that. Okay, wow. Yeah, I had never heard heard that term before, but now that you've brought it up, I feel like if we don't talk about it for a second, people are gonna be like, wait, why didn't y'all answer that question? So and I think we have a question kind of like a timeline ish question later, but let's talk for a second that if you're, we talk mostly to single women who are dating, who are in the dating pool, maybe they're, they do have a boyfriend or they're completely single, but when you are dating someone, what would be your recommendation or your thought on, okay, when should you talk about this? Because if it's too soon, It's not really, you know, that just opens up a whole door that shouldn't be open then, but you don't want to wait too late either. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Right. That's so true. I think you really do have to be walking with the Holy spirit. And a lot of what I say is like, every person is different. Every couple is different. So (laughs) you really have to be walking with the spirit. You know, there's not a list of do's and don'ts and now and later. And so, um, I think that's important. It depends on, you know, the, I wouldn't say commitment level, but, um, maybe like how deep you are into the relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, are you really young and kind of dating for the first time? Are you in your thirties and you're looking for a husband? Like those are very different situations. So I think you have to kind of gauge it by how, you know, the severity of the relationship, but also the maturity of the other person and what you've been through too. So if you have like a really heavy sexual history, that is very important that he's aware of that's going to be different than someone who doesn't really have sexual history, (laughs) you know, and maybe isn't as pressing to them. So I think you kind of have to gauge it. Yeah. Like by the relationship, you know? Yeah. I I think that's smart. Cause yeah, we do that a lot too. It's like, okay, well, we're going to say this, but here's a caveat and here's a reason that that doesn't apply. And this, that, and the other, it's like, okay, it's never going to be like one size fits all for anything. Right. (laughs) So different for everybody. So the next few questions we have are all questions that have been sent in to us from listeners. Mm. Um, And they're kind of like a combination of like, we've been asked these questions a whole bunch of different ways. And we're like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's consolidate it, put it into one question and go from there. So yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So the first one we have is this particular girl said, I'm a Christian and I've slept with someone. How do I get over that person, that experience? How do I move on from that? What would you say to her? Mm, that is so hard. And I don't want to minimize how difficult that situation is. 
Um, but it's not impossible. And I'm assuming by slept with, she means, you know, they've had sex. Right, um, yeah. So I can relate to this. Uh, I was not a virgin when we got married. My husband and I waited for each other within our relationship, but I was with someone previously. And I think in order to really accept forgiveness, we have to know where it comes from. So we have to go back and understand Jesus's sacrifice on the cross, because that's where our forgiveness comes from. He died for our sins and he died knowing that you were going to do all the things that you've done and all the things you're going to do in the rest of mm-hmm. your life. And he died, you know, well aware of that. Um, but he did it anyway. And I think it's really important to know not only did he die for mankind, not just for the world and for other people, but he died for you. And I think it's a really beautiful moment to really feel the kindness and the tenderness of that sacrifice and of God's love for you specifically. And I'm a crier, so that when I have those moments, <laughs> I just like lose it. But um, I think also it's important to remember First uh, John one nine, which says that. Um, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so one other thing I'd say about this um, on a very practical level is don't check his social media. Don't ask a friend Mm -hmm. of a friend how he's doing and what he's up to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't stay in contact with him. That also makes it very hard, you know, to move on and to heal from that. Yeah. I definitely uh, struggle with that. (laughs) <laughs> from like even just from like an ex-boyfriend standpoint of like I'm so nosy that I'm like, oh, I want to know <laughs> yeah how he's doing is he miserable without me let's find this out um no but it it's so important I think that's such a great practical step on top of I love all like the biblical truth that you just laid out because yeah. it's so I feel like the longer you follow Jesus the more you can take for granted what he's given you and like what he's done for you because it just kind of becomes this okay well yeah I know this but like do you understand the gravity of that and having to return back to that is so crucial as we continue to follow him and we you know struggle with forgiving ourselves or you know just accepting his forgiveness for what we've done but I love both of those things you said because that's something we try to do too on here is we want to give the biblical side and the biblical truth but we also want to give the practical side so yeah stay yeah. in your Bible and then stop following him on social media. <laughs> <laughs> two steps. first steps, two steps. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so the next one is going to be that timeline question we were kind of talking about is mm. so you, pornography is so prevalent in our society. Yes. And I think it's a little naive to go into a relationship saying, Oh, well, we're both Christian. So it's not going to be an issue. It's not going to be something we have to deal with. It's not gonna be whatever. Mm-hmm. It most likely is as, you know, as unfortunate and as sad as that is, it's just such a prevalent part of our society. So timeline wise, how, how long into a relationship do you wait to bring up his relationship with porn? Like, wh- mm. do you do it earlier? Should you wait till later? Like, what is your thought on that? Yeah. I, uh, again, you know, <laughs> I think this really does come down to, it's not a specific timeline It's more of the maturity of the relationship plus your history. You know, is it something you struggle with, something that you want him to be aware of? Mm -hmm. Um, Because that could lead into a whole conversation about, you know, where he stands on all of this. I think one question I would ask is if you've had deep um, and hard conversations about other areas before this, because if you only kind of talked about surface level things that, you know, if it's the second date, (laughs) you might not might not want to jump into that. Oh, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, but I don't want to 
have people, you know, think, oh, oh, if it's a second date, I can't talk about it. If like, you know, you had some like amazing first date and it's like from the Lord, like, you know, again, you have to decide for yourself and use wisdom with that. I know one question I've gotten is when I've said, you know, maybe wait a little, like give it some time. Some women ask, well, I don't want to get so far into this relationship or get, you know, engaged to this guy and then become Mm -hmm. aware of it. So, which I understand, um, because that can be very, very hurtful, but I do think it's important to bring it up, you know, before you're too far into the relationship, especially if it's something that is like a deal breaker to you, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, if it really would be very, very hurtful, then that's something to consider, but that's hard. That is really hard. Yeah, that's a, I, I hadn't really thought of it in that context necessarily specifically of like, okay, if this is going to be something that's a deal breaker for you sooner mm-hmm. rather than later makes mm-hmm. more sense, I would mm-hmm. say. And then I would think too, just if, if it is that, I mean, and I think it should be a serious thing, whether it's necessarily a deal breaker or not, like it's a big deal regardless, but I think yes. the degree to which he has if we're talking about the guy you're dating, does he have accountability in his life? Is he, yes. you know, I'm not looking, we talk about, I'm not looking for perfection, but mm-hmm. is he walking with the Lord now? Is he taking the steps to overcome that? Or is it just kind of like, uh, yeah, this is a, an issue, but I'm working on it. That yes. it's almost like, okay, his reaction to it and how he's dealing with it is almost more of the issue. Not, yeah. not really, but it's kind of like, okay, this is really what I want to see. Yeah. And in some ways it is kind of a bigger deal though, because that reflects his heart. And, you know, is he teachable? Is he willing? Mm -hmm. Is he wanting to change? You know, I think of like even the story, um, Jesus healing, uh, the man by the pool of Bethesda, um, you know, and he asked like, do you want to be healed? And I think that's something that is very important just to see, like you said, where his heart is at. Um, and accountability, like you said, in his life, is he taking actual steps toward that? And we have to remember, I think there's something about sexual sin that feels very um, personal, mm-hmm. very like an attack on you or an offense on you. But we have to remember it's sin and we all have sin issues. And even sexual sin isn't really about sex. It's about pride mm-hmm. and, you know, a desire to fulfill what you want and putting that above your desire to glorify God. And so I think if he is just really unwilling or just doesn't seem to care mm-hmm. about change, that's a bigger red flag than somebody who's really struggling, but is, you know, has accountability and is really active in his walk with the Lord. Totally agree. That's yeah. good. That's Would good. you say though, you mm-hmm. shouldn't, you as the girlfriend should not be his primary source of accountability. Agree or yes. disagree? Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, it can be helpful to keep some level of accountability sure. with him that's fine, but it should be someone else outside of you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agree. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so kind of, well, before I get to the next question, I have another follow-up question. So if, <laughs> if you are, let's say having this conversation with your boyfriend and he brings up that he struggles with porn or he used to struggle with porn, like how, what's mm-hmm. the best way for a girl to like react to that conversation. Cause like you want to be, you don't want to minimize it, but you also don't want to make him just feel like the scum of the earth. Like you want to be gracious <laughs> yeah. and like compassionate, but you also like, it's a big deal. So how, what's a helpful and encouraging way for maybe her to react and to engage in that conversation? Yeah. Um, I think like you said, you want to be compassionate. And again, it's a very hard thing to do if, I think no matter what it's hurtful, but if you have any past history, it can be, 
extremely hurtful or feel again, very personal. So just reminding yourself, this is not against you. This is not personal to you. He, you know, this, he's not cheating on you. Like it, it can feel a lot of times, I think like you're being cheated on. Mm. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important if you can to try to like scale back and remind yourself of that perspective and then to be gentle with him and to be kind to him because a lot of times if you just come in like, you know, blazing (laughs) on a topic, even if it's from a good place or a loving place, men, they're just going to shut down and, and women too. I mean, we, you know, both can do this and it'll be a lot harder for them to come forward you know, with it, with you in the future. And I think it's harder in the moment to be calm and, you know, take it in with grace, but long-term that's so much better than just Mm. bursting and, you know, being angry or upset or why did you do this? Like, I think just remembering that he probably feels worse about it than you do, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, it's hard, Yeah, really hard, but I think that's important to remember. That's good. That's good advice. This also reminds me of, um, my dad is very big on the golden rule. Like we, my siblings and I will, you know, say that for the rest of our lives. So it'll just like <laughs> oh, yeah. circulating in our head. But, <laughs> and what you said earlier, I think is so right in that we all struggle with sin and mm-hmm. we as a society have created this like scale of what's, you know, not that bad and what's worse, but sin is sin. And if, if you were to come to your boyfriend and say like, Hey, I really struggle with this. Like, how would you want him to treat you? How would you want him to react? How do you want him to speak to you about that? And what -hmm. kind of questions would you want him to ask versus what would you not want him to do? And so I think Mm -hmm. it's exactly what you were just saying of just being compassionate, being gentle. Don't take it personally. Like those are ways you would want him to react. And so if you can kind of think through that lens too, I think that'll be Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also one other thought uh, just came to me is kind of looking at it like, okay, it's not something he's struggling with. And then you're, you know, fighting against him, Mm -hmm. right. Fighting against each other. It's both of you fighting against an attack from the enemy on him or on you or your relationship. And if you can, if you can shift your perspective and look, you know, go at it like, okay, we're fighting this together, or I'm going to encourage you, you know, to, have accountability or whatever it is, um, to kind of help with this area of weakness. Um, I think that's huge. That's yeah. so true. That one thing, yeah, could make all the difference, especially even in your coming into these tough conversations, if you're coming at it from this, okay, let's get through this. Let's figure out what the problem is so that we can, we can overcome it. Not let's figure out the problem that you have so that yeah. I can decide if I still think you're good enough or not. Like that's a very different conversation. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. So our next listener question, this is a bit of a long one, but she set up her (laughs) question. So I'm just going to read this for you. So she said, I have learned through church that we're supposed to wait for sex until we're married. And I agree with this, but I guess I don't have the foundation or the scriptures to really back it up. It's mostly just been something that's been told to me through the church. I've been seeing someone for about two months now. We find ourselves having difficulty setting boundaries and sticking to them. So do you have any ideas on how to help me navigate this situation? Mm. Okay. So this is kind of a twofold question or two in one Mm -hmm. Um, responding to the first half. uh, I think we have to look at the character of God and his design, you know, look at the garden. We know 
that that's our example, you know, one man, one woman marriage blessed by God, it was good. And so that's kind of our example there. Um, and then also we know that God is like a father to us and he sets boundaries like a good father, not only for our good, but for our best, you know, he wants our best. He wants abundance for us and he knows how to make it fulfilling. We can trust him because he built sex. He built it mm -hmm. to be the most fulfilling in the context of marriage. And he's the designer. We can trust the designer, you know, <laughs> that he knows the best way to like make it fulfilling <laughs> and good. And um, again, yeah, we have our example in the garden and I do always encourage people to do their own research. I don't want to just hand off a bunch of answers and they're like, oh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> um, so I do encourage your own research, but I think one word to look for in the Bible for like specific verses that reference, you know, sex outside of marriage is fornication because that means sex outside of marriage. And so when you see that, you can kind of get the context surrounding it, um, for, you know, different passages, but we know it is a sin. And so also, you know, if you have further questions, um, if any of your listeners do feel free to message me on the account yeah. and yeah, I'd be happy to talk and connect with them too. Yeah. We'll definitely share. Yeah. Tag you, share you all that so they can sure. not have to like <laughs> search and try to find you. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One thing I was going to say, just kind of going along with when you're talking about, we we've done episodes on like boundaries and, you know, setting mm -hmm. boundaries and answering that question. Okay. How far is too far? Cause that's what everyone wants to to talk yes. about and we we did the whole episode and basically like okay we're not going to tell you like we're not going to sit here <laughs> and just say okay do these things because you're going to end up in the same spot of just checking things off of a list as opposed to like solidifying in your heart like we talk about is um daniel is it one eight where it says daniel purposed in his heart he was not going mm. to defile himself with the king's food and we're like okay you've got to start when you're not in a heated situation <laughs> you know and yes. purpose in your heart through scripture what does god say is right and good and then we said, you've got to just read, you can't ask the question, how far is too far? Because what you're really saying is, okay, how close to sin can I yes. get? And technically it's not sin. And what other area of our lives do we even, like, that's silly in any other area of our lives. Mm -hmm. it's really, oh, God says to be holy because he's holy. So reframe that question. Okay. So how holy can I be? What is the most glorifying to God? What is the most holy thing here? Yes. And let that inform setting your boundaries, not how close can we get to falling off this cliff and not actually fall off of it? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. I need to ask a different question. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you say to like girls who ask you as far as like setting boundaries? Do you, mm -hmm. how do you respond when they're like, so what do I do or how do I set boundaries or what if I'm having trouble sticking to them? Yeah. Well, I think she just already said it. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> good. It's so good. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's not one size fits all. Um, and you do have to kind of gauge it by what works for you and what are gray areas for you. Because, you know, for my husband, like we kissed before our wedding day, but I've known many couples who are like, I, we cannot kiss because if we kiss, it's just going to lead to everything <laughs> else. And so it depends on, you know, what your uh, kind of where your boundary is, uh, you know, what challenges you. Um, so I think that's really good to, uh, to know. And like you said, kind of before you're in that heated situation. Yes. So talking about it prior to that, knowing where you stand, you know, where your boyfriend, fiance, whoever mm -hmm. stands. And I think that's really good. So again, communication, we're back to communication. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And so then when it comes to setting boundaries, we get a lot of questions 
And then I just thought it, was, it wasn't in the list of, okay, like, should I bring this up or should he bring it up? Cause I, I want him to lead, but I don't know mm. if he, he knows that I want to talk about it. And usually we just say, okay, give him, give him a chance. Like, yes, give him the time. Don't just like you said, second date. Okay. I want to talk about these things. And he's like, right. well, I was going to bring it up, but you kind of jumped the gun. But Here's our agenda you... for today's date. Like, let me just <laughs> yeah, <come down> just... <laughs> But I think it's important. I just want to curious your thoughts. If he doesn't, after a certain point, you should bring it up. Like mm. it needs to be talked about. What do you think? I agree. I agree because it's something that will come out at some point. And so, yeah, give him a chance, but I'm kind of guilty of, <laughs> of like bulldozing a little bit when we Same. were first dating <laughs> because, um, you know, we lived about an hour from each other. And so we, you know, he would drive me back home and then commute back to his house. And um, in the drive, it tended to be completely quiet. He's not much of a talker. He's become more of a talker, Yeah. Uh, you know, because of bulldozing, but, <laughs> but it would be a silent car ride. And there would be a burning question in my mind. And I'm just sitting there like in agony the whole time. And he's, and he's just chill and he's just driving. He's fine. Like, Don't you know, I want to talk about You're this. like clutching the seat. Like I'm trying yeah. so hard. Not to, yeah. yes. and, so we, and then we would be like, 30 seconds from our destination and I would finally just blurt out okay okay I know this is like it might be awkward but I have to talk about this because it's just been on my mind and you know and I would just like word vomit all over and, oh and he, he was always just like oh yeah I've kind of thought about that too I'm glad you brought it up and like just completely chill just so chill yeah he's like um, um you had an hour to bring this up like what? Yes. <laughs> Like, why now that's, but that's I do, funny but I do agree I think you know give him a chance but if it's not coming up at all, you may just have to be the one to bring it up. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Cause I'm normally, I'm like, Hey, I, I'm a bulldozer. I, I yeah. totally get that. I'm like, okay, oh, no, we're going to talk about this. And we're going to talk about it now. Yeah. Nope. I relate to that. Yep. Um, and then kind of the second half of the question she was saying, you know, that she does have like, well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but tips of like um, boundaries and how to stick to them and everything. Yeah. I do think having you know, if you, I think it can be helpful to have some kind of outside um, mm. accountability and whether that is a friend or a mentor, another couple, you know, maybe a married couple you look up to, um, just say, Hey, we, this is kind of a hard area for us. And, um, you know, I know you can understand. So would you mind just kind of keeping us accountable and, um, checking in, or can we come to yeah. you, you know, if we're having trouble, I think that's really good. And also, you know, just, the general rules of like, don't be alone at, you know, his apartment or his house or your house and, you know, or late at night, <laughs> just kind of avoiding those yeah. situations that are naturally like romantic and, you know, mm -hmm. can be difficult. Yeah. It's a difficult thing as is don't heap onto that. Yes. Like don't make it harder <laughs> yeah. on yourself than it has to be. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I remember when, um, so Melanie is, Kristen, you don't know this. I had to do this in our last interview too. Melanie mm. is Bethany's youngest sister. She's my okay. best friend. We've been best friends since we were 12. And I remember when she was dating her now husband, they were going to like West Virginia or something for a wedding, but they obviously didn't drive up and back in the same day. Um, so they got <laughs> two different hotel rooms. So because mm. they were, I don't even think they had just gotten engaged or they were about to get engaged. Yeah. But she texted me before they left and she was like, 
uh, we're getting there at this time. I need you to call me at 10 PM and make sure that I'm in my hotel by myself. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And so I did. And she FaceTime. She's like, show me the room. Like I'm alone. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. And then, but it, it was so simple, but I had so much respect for her for doing that. Cause it would have been so easy for her to either just not worry about it and tr- just trust herself to mm-hmm. handle it or not do anything about it. And then possibly like fall into that temptation. And so even something as simple as that, you know, if you're, yeah. if you know, you're going to be in a situation that could be tempting, then you know, like you said, reach out to a friend or a couple or a mentor or whoever, and just be like, Hey, can you just mm-hmm. check in at this point? Yeah. <laughs> or just call me at 10, 15 and make sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be. But yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a good friend. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. So this is actually our last question. Um, and then after that, you are welcome to impart whatever wisdom you want to on whatever you want to talk about. Okay. So last question says a lot of different websites and podcasts talk about how men struggle with lust and how to move past it. It's kind of, that's w- widely talked about, mm-hmm. but what about women who struggle with lust? It's almost, I don't know. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Like nobody talks about it. So it must not exist. <laughs> mm. Um, how do you, how do we work through that? Like how, what encouragement would you have for someone? And then like before, like just some practical steps to overcome that. Yeah. Um, I think first of all, you know, the idea that only men struggle with lust or porn is false. It's so mm-hmm. false. And I think one of the best things we can do about it is what we're doing here. What, you know, I do on my account, like, you know, your podcast is just talking about it and being mm-hmm. open and making it not like this taboo kind of thing. But, you know, just the fact of like women struggle with it again, out of the arsenal, like, this is something I can relate <laughs> to. Um, you know, some of my biggest struggles have been with lust and with porn addiction. Um, and you know, I, thankfully the Lord really has healed and just brought a lot of healing and restoration, um, from the addiction, but I was addicted for gosh, like six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and through some very like formative years, And so this, you know, hits home for me. And I do think the way that women work through it is very similar to the way that men can work through it, even though we're different, like men obviously are, um, tend to be more visual and women, while we are visual, we usually want the desire of being desired and being Mm. wanted. And, you know, it's kind of more of that, not just a visual. Um, but as we said earlier, uh, at its core, sexual sin really isn't about sex. It's about pride Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's the root. So I think the first step of like recognizing, okay, what is this really? What is this really about? And when does it come up? You know, mm-hmm. am I stressed? Am I worried about something? Am I frustrated, angry, tired? Like there's, so, you know, just lonely, so many things that can play into it. Um, but I think, it, you know, it's important to remember if you're a Christian, you are not your own, you know, mm-hmm. think of like first Corinthians you, you know, you were bought at a price. You are not your own. Therefore honor God with your bodies. You know, the Holy spirit who lives in you, you you know, respecting him out of your decisions you make for your body. Um, and Felicia Masonheimer actually has a great free email course that I've recommended to a lot of people. It's called lust free living, and you can find that on her website, but that is a really helpful place to start. If you just feel like, I don't know where to start, but this is an area I struggle with. Um, that's a good resource. 
Okay, well, we we send out mm-hmm. a newsletter every week, so we will. I'll. I actually found you through Felicia's Instagram. I think she's oh, cool. worried about yeah. you or something. So yeah, so I will. I we can go to her website and guys, we will. Um, we'll put a link to that course in the newsletter that'll come out this week. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really good course. Um, but I think, yeah, just going back to pride. I think pride is the root of so many mm-hmm. things that we give other labels to. Mm-hmm. And so I think obviously, you know, the opposite of pride, humility. So humbling yourself saying, okay, I've been putting this above my desire for abiding with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I've been putting this above my desire to glorify you, you know, and to become holier. And so starting at a place of humility, I think is where like healing can come from. But yeah, it's definitely, definitely something a lot of women struggle with. Again, I get a lot of messages I'm alone. <laughs> You're yeah. not alone. I promise. Yeah, I promise. It's it's mm-hmm. tough because you do when no one talks about it as or they don't very much. You do feel like oh well, it must not be a problem for most people, or else it would be talked about. Yeah, right. So it can be a really isolating thing. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's almost like an added level of shame when you're a woman Mm. who struggles Mm. with it. Cause it's like, it's already, you're feeling shame if you are struggling with that, but then because, Mm. oh, well, this is just talked about that. Like guys struggle with this. So if I'm a girl, then why do I feel even worse about struggling, you know? And so in talking to people, like I've kind of picked up on that, which is, again, I think the enemy uses shame and isolation as much as he possibly can to try to like Mm -hmm. keep us locked in to, you know, again, pursuing those prideful desires and all, you know, going after things that we think will fulfill us and we think will make us feel good. And, um, so yeah, it's just, it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, I love that, like, we're having conversations like this and I love seeing Mm. what you're doing with your Instagram account because it's, it's just not talked about enough and to have somewhere to go. And I'm so glad you brought up that course too. That's a great thing for us to be able to recommend to our listeners of just giving them as much as we can to be like here yeah. so let's talk yeah. about it let's yeah. you know yeah. make this more of a thing than it has been particularly in the church yes definitely and I, I think you're dead on with saying that there's an added level of shame um and I do think that comes from you know again just not talking about it enough um but also you know, purity culture plays into that too mm-hmm. and I get a lot of questions about purity mm-hmm. culture or you know if I say like oh we waited they're like oh that's purity culture like, okay <laughs> no, <laughs> no, on, really, me- there's not really Robert. no way to say it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like give me a chance to explain like it's not a bad thing if you wait but um I think that you know that does play in because uh you know even when I was in that previous relationship that was very unhealthy I had a purity ring and you know I was growing up in that culture and there was so much more shame because it's like well I can't wear this ring anymore but like, you know, but I want to, and I, you know, and it just brought a whole nother level, um, to the whole situation. And again, I think it's good to have like accountability if you're waiting, but it's not the end all be all, you know, if you have sex or if you mess up, like there is restoration and forgiveness for that. And yes, let's strive for holiness and for, you know, being pure in our relationship with the Lord and how we act that out. But I think the idea that like it comes crashing down if you're a woman and you struggle with this, it's like, okay, this is a sin issue. Mm-hmm. Let's all calm down and like <laughs> assess like what needs to happen. Yeah, and then yeah, true. there's grace and there's forgiveness and you move forward. 
in that, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not, oh, these are special things that Mm -hmm. you have to do. Like it's, it's all sin in God's eyes and it doesn't minimize it. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. it, it, it really maximizes other things. I feel like more like, oh, well, I just told a little white lie. Well, no, that's just as bad. Like, I feel like it maximizes instead of minimizes the big things. But Mm. if we could see sin the way God does, obviously that would be much better. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, and just understanding that like redemption is across the board too. Like you're not, Mm. I know we've had girls that have messaged us and they're like, okay, well, I've already had sex. So I feel like I'm not too far gone is not the right, you know, Mm. way Mm -hmm. to say it. But like I've already messed up. So like, what's the point or how can I, like, what's the point of pursuing purity if I've already messed this up? And I guess I'll just ask, like, what would you, what would you say to her is if you had somebody, I'm sure you've had people ask you that too. (laughs) Well, you know, God, he redeems us, he restores us. And that's what he did on the cross. He died to take the punishment for our sins. And so if that's a sin, again, it's, you know, confessing it, you don't want to just leave it as like, well, I'm, I'm forgiven. So I'm not going to bring this to the Lord. Like he knows I don't have to do anything. You know, we do need to bring it to him and to, again, humble ourselves and bring that to the Lord. And, you know, if you have accountability also to like talk to somebody else about it. Um, But again, going back to that verse, he's faithful and just forgive us when we confess our sins. And um, so I think that's important. And then also kind of circling back to accountability. um, One thing so as I mentioned before, the addiction, um, God has brought so much healing with that in, in that area, but it's still, you know, an area of weakness. And, you know, if I am having a hard time or like a frustrating, stressful time, it's definitely an area that I can see like Satan, you know, mm-hmm. seeing a little spot where he can get in and then trying to do that. Um, and so just kind of a deal I made with myself and then informed my husband of this year <laughs> was, um, again, little bulldozer, my <laughs> but he was fine with it. Um, I basically just said, you know what? Okay. If I, um, you know, mess up or if I just like stumble or whatever in any way in these areas, I have to tell him. Mm-hmm. And I just gave myself no out. It's like, you have no other option. If you do this, okay, like, again, God is faithful and just forgive, but you have to tell your husband. And so that has actually helped so many times because as I'm like sitting there, you know, processing or thinking like, is this worth it? Or, you know, just weighing back and forth thinking, okay, well, tomorrow or tonight, like, I'm going to have to have this conversation with him that I really don't want to have and ruin, like, you know, potentially ruin our evening or whatever. It's like, nope, that's not worth it. And so I think accountability is very important definitely okay well I think we're out of specific questions and I feel like we've (laughs) talked about a lot um did you do you have anything you're like oh but I really wanted to say this or I want to like any Mm. final encouragement any you know final thing you might want to tell everyone you have the floor (laughs) (laughs) any nuggets yeah (laughs) well yeah I mean it's interesting just to see how many um different questions but they all kind of boil back down to like certain categories and there there's Mm -hmm. so many similarities so it's like different situations from all over the world but they all kind of fit in like these categories or like I said okay therapy or counseling or like accountability for this or you know um okay maybe check in with your walk on the lord it seems like that's not quite like where it could be um 
so it's just interesting to see the dynamic and I I'm constantly, so I'm kind of an old lady, like at heart, you know, and <laughs> I don't love technology <laughs> until I learn, you know, something new. And then I'm like, Oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but with that, I am constantly just like blown away, um, with how many women are, have come together and like gotten to know each other, like even just to be able to facilitate mm. a space for, you know, friendships are like, Hey, I'm going through this. Oh, so am I. And you know, maybe they live in a completely different country from each other. Mm -hmm. I just think that's awesome. So I'm happy to be a part of that. Um, but also one last thing, and I kind of keep going back to this, but, um, your relationship with the Lord really is your base. And, you know, I think sometimes women will like separate, okay, sexuality. And then, yeah, I have another relationship with God, but that's like a separate thing. And it's not a separate thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're, you know, the times where I notice I'm unhealthy or maybe I'm having more temptation in, you know, an area than I usually do most of the time, if not 100% of the time, I look back at my relationship and it's like, oh, I haven't opened my Bible in a week, Yeah, but I'm sure that doesn't relate, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I think just going back to that, you know, it sounds redundant, but that spills over into every other aspect of your life and God cares about sexuality. You know, I think again, it's in our culture, it's easy to think that there's shame and, you know, secrecy, um, when it comes to sex and that it has to be this, like, okay, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. (laughs) Um, but God made it like he could have designed our bodies, like women, especially he could have designed us just to produce children or just to, you know, whatever, facilitate that for the man. And he didn't like, he made our bodies so that, you know, it can feel good and it's for pleasure too. And so that's not a shameful thing, but I think just because of the influence of, you know, our culture and our sin nature, it can feel like a shameful thing. So I think it's just good to have these conversations and to kind of break down, you know, those false narratives. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. I think that is a perfect note to end on. (laughs) Thank you so much. We've had the best time talking about this and just, you know, being able to widen that circle and like bring in other voices of like, okay, here's what God says. Here's what he has designed sexuality for and what it looks like. And then also the encouragement of overcoming that. That's so helpful. We are so glad you have been here today. Thank you for taking the time. Um, thank you for having me. It's so good. Absolutely. Yes. We will, um, to everyone listening, we will link Kristen's Instagram and all of that so you guys can find her and I would highly recommend you go follow her um, and keep up with her stories and posts and all of that so we will link that and we will I guess leave you there we'll be back next week with another episode Um, but until then I'm Bethany and I'm Kristen and this is Looking for the Middle